0: The end zone has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Locked On Post. Glad everyone is with me. I'm your host, Colby Powell, with you once again to break down everything Oklahoma State. It is Wednesday, Wednesday. And you know what that means. That means we will take a look inside the numbers comparing Oklahoma State and West Virginia, where they rank across the board statistically to determine which team has an advantage where This is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We do this every weekday. The Locked On Podcast Network is the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country, bringing you all of the best sports coverage for your favorite local team. Glad everyone is with me. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Let me know your thoughts on the Cowboys matchup with West Virginia this week. Weekend. Yesterday uh, was a good day here on the Lockdown Pokes podcast. Gave away two tickets to Friday night's game uh, against Western Michigan, the basketball game, and had a few answers. Ryan got it correct first. Uh, the question was, we listened to Mike Gundy audio yesterday. At one point, I don't even remember what the question was. It was about Dylan Galloway, but I don't remember how it was worded that prompted Mike Gundy to say, well, you know, his nickname is Big Sleepy because he looks like he's sleeping all the time. So I, I just said, tweet me Dylan Galloway's nickname. If you tweet me his nickname, you'll get the two tickets to Friday night's game. Uh, so Ryan sent it to me first, but Ryan couldn't go to the game on Friday night, so I left it open. And then Chase Carpenter tweeted and said, "Dylan's the Galloway's nickname is Big Sleepy. So I've communicated with Chase and we're going to get him the tickets and uh, he'll have fun at Friday's game against Western Michigan. Brian Raper also tweeted in Big Sleepy Sleepy, but that was about an hour after Chase did. So, congratulations to Chase Carpenter who won the tickets to Friday night's game against Western Michigan. If you haven't been to Gallagher Arena this year, uh, you need to go. This team is exciting, and we we need to go ahead and start building the culture. We as uh, as an Oklahoma State community need to build that culture now. Not just wait until Cade Cunningham shows up and all of a sudden everybody floods through the doors. Go now, support this team, support these seniors who deserve it, who have been part of the rebuild at Oklahoma State and have been loyal uh, loyal and true and have done great things for the Oklahoma State basketball program. So get out there on Friday and support the Cowboys against Western Michigan. All right, let's go ahead and dive in to some of these numbers comparing Oklahoma State and West Virginia. We're going to do offense here. We'll do defense in the next segment. And then in the final segment, I want to talk about something that Mike Gundy said uh, on Monday, talking about Chuba Hubbard and his ability to potentially transfer uh, or translate his game to the NFL. I've got CBS Sports uh, NFL running back mock draft. Basically, where does Chuba Hubbard stack up in what is a very deep running back class headed to the NFL. So uh, we've got all that on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. All right, looking at... at Oklahoma State and West Virginia, looking at the offenses. Well, whenever it comes to scoring offense, just how many points are you putting up? There's a drastic difference between Oklahoma State and West Virginia in scoring. Oklahoma State, 16th in the country in scoring at 36.5 points per game. West Virginia ranks 112th in the country in scoring at 21.4 points per game. 21.4 points per game is pretty much abysmal. Now, that being said, they have just moved... Jarrett Dagey in as their starter at quarterback. Austin Kendall. Uh, I certainly expected more from Austin Kendall. I think most people expected more from Austin Kendall. Maybe that's in part because Lincoln Riley lied to us for an entire summer and told us that him and Kyler Murray were neck and neck. And then Kyler Murray ends up being a stud Heisman Trophy winner. And it's Crushing it as a rookie in the NFL. And we're like, well, you know, Austin Kendall's probably not Kyler Murray good, but he must be pretty good if he was in that QB competition. And he just wasn't. I don't know what uh, Austin Kendall's next move is. Austin Kendall still has another year of eligibility left after this year. So I don't know if he tries to transfer or. Or uh, you know grad transfer whatever whatever the case may be Austin Kendall was just not the guy in Morgantown you know twelve touchdowns ten interceptions and that's in I believe ten games so um, well so so, so they played ten games Austin Kendall was the starter for. Eight of them, I believe. I don't think he started the Iowa State game either due to injury. Or maybe he started it and then left early. Uh, I'm trying to remember as I scroll through here. Yeah, Austin Kendall was one of one in that game. I think that that's the game he left early with injury. So in eight games, 12 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He did throw for nearly 2,000 yards in his time as starter. But Jarrett Dagey has now taken over for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Probably don't know a ton about Jarrett Daigie. Jarrett Dagey was at Bowling Green. Uh, He started seven games at Bowling Green as a freshman and then 12 as a sophomore. And as a sophomore, he threw for 2,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, uh, 12 picks. So, um, he's doing well this year for West Virginia. In in his two games for West Virginia, one of those last week as the starter in a win at Kansas State, a big-time win. Uh, so in his two games of appearances, he's thrown for 353 yards with four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 157.1. So Jarrett Dagey has been very good in limited action for West Virginia this season, and that is likely who Oklahoma State will see on Saturday – and like I mentioned, he just led them to a win over Kansas State. Uh, surprising win. Kind of caught everybody off guard. And he played really well in that game. he was 20 of 30 for 234 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks in that game. Now, he's he's not much of a running quarterback. He's not going to threaten you there. But uh, he had a big game and a big win last week over Kansas State. And I think that the change at quarterback is why Oklahoma State is a seven-point favorite in this game and not any bigger. You, you know, I think a lot of people think that this game is going to be a cakewalk. And while Oklahoma State should win this game and should beat West Virginia, I I think it's of interest to Cowboy fans – that Oklahoma State is a seven-point favorite in this game against West Virginia. The Texas Tech game, in which Oklahoma State got rolled up on the road at 11 a.m., Oklahoma State was a ten-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. So, according to Vegas, going into this game, this is expected to be a closer game than that one was, and we all remember how that one went. So, uh, just certainly don't take this game for granted is all I'm getting at. Um, All right, moving on. Passing offense, Oklahoma State. 100 pardon me not 70th in the country in passing offense uh have barely moved since last week i i mean they've moved statistically but not where they rank nationally they were 70th in the country last week in passing offense they remain there at about 233 yards per game. West Virginia actually ranks a little higher. They're in the top 50 in passing offense at 49th, 252 yards per game passing. So maybe a slight edge through the air goes to West Virginia. On the ground, though, it is not even close. West Virginia's ground game is abysmal. They rank 129th in the country out of 130 teams whenever it comes to rushing offense. West Virginia running the ball as a team for only 76 Point seven yards per game that reminds me of Oklahoma State Mason Rudolph's freshman sophomore year whenever Mike Gundy said if we can get to 100 let's just get to 100 whatever we do let's try to get to 100 and it seemed like they just couldn't do it couldn't do it couldn't do it offensive line wouldn't hold up backs weren't doing a good enough job and uh, Oklahoma State just could not run the ball it's kind of where West Virginia is, 129th out of 130 teams in rushing offense. That is absolutely pathetic. And then, of course, Oklahoma State ranks eighth in the country in rushing at 265.2 yards per game, uh, and, and a lot of that can be attributed to Chuba Hubbard, who now has 1,726 rushing yards on the season. Chuba has been simply phenomenal. He is, you know, one of the best running backs in the country. We'll get more into that talking about his draft stock here in just a little bit. He's averaging 172.6 yards per game, which is 26.3 more yards than second best in the country, which is Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. So uh, Chuba's phenomenal. Oklahoma State is great running the ball. Mike Gundy said yesterday that Spencer Sanders is fine. Uh, He was out with the team on on Sunday, just had a little wrap on his thumb and we'll be good to go, which is important because the quarterback run aspect of Oklahoma State's offense is key to making sure that some of those lanes stay open for Chuba, making sure that some of those guys on the perimeter have to stay stay home and stay honest uh, to, to defend against Spencer Sanders running the ball. Uh, third down conversion percentage offensively advantage Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State 40.1 percent on third down, actually down a bit from last week. Oklahoma state 70th in the country in that statistic west virginia again outside the top 100 107th in third down conversion percentage at 35 percent uh fewest penalty yards per game pretty much a wash oklahoma state 52 west virginia 51.7 both of those ranked just inside the top 50 in the country red zone offense this is interesting oklahoma state is uh, tied for 35th now in the country in red zone offense that actually dipped from a week ago when they were tied 22nd that has to do with missed field goals Matt Amandola missed three field goals last week uh and and Oklahoma State was unable to put points on the board uh West Virginia T117 in the country in red zone offense 72.4 percent of the time they score that's touchdown or field goal that is not good folks. That is not good. That means less than three out of four times you enter the red zone. You're putting any points on the board at all. They're also abysmal whenever it comes to scoring touchdowns. West Virginia scores a touchdown only 51.7% of the time in the red zone. I mean, half the time they get in the red zone, they're scoring a touchdown. That is terrible. Uh, Oklahoma State, better, not great at scoring touchdowns in the red zone at 61.1% red zone touchdowns, uh, which, again, not ideal, not what you would have in mind. So, uh, should be a good one on Saturday between Oklahoma State and West Virginia. I really do think that this is going to be a close game, a close matchup between these two teams. Uh, I'm telling you, the, the insertion of Jarrett Daigie into the starting lineup for West Virginia, we saw what it did against Kansas State. Now, that might have caught Kansas State off guard, and maybe it won't ke- catch Oklahoma State off guard since they're prepared for it, uh, But but... West Virginia is going to be better with Jarrett Daigie. It's one of those things you, you want to catch teams at the right time. You know, look, look at Oklahoma State and Texas. Oklahoma State clearly caught Texas at the wrong time. Texas was fully healthy. Texas was playing good football at the time. Texas beat Oklahoma State in that game. What's happened to Texas since? Oh, they've done nothing but completely collapse throughout the season. They've been decimated by injuries, and now they've lost four games every season for a decade at the University of Texas. So sometimes it's just about when you catch teams, and I think that Oklahoma State is catching a better West Virginia team than what we've seen most of the season. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. On the other side, we'll talk about some defensive numbers. Uh, And then in the final segment, we'll talk about Chuba Hubbard, his NFL readiness, and where he stacks up in a loaded running back class for the 2020 draft. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad you're with me. Find me on Twitter at Colby J Powell, at Locked On. Pokes. send me all your thoughts on Oklahoma State as well as on this podcast. You can also leave your thoughts via a rating. Subscribe and rate to this podcast. Go ahead and click that fifth star. I would greatly appreciate it. Breaking down the numbers today for Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Every Wednesday in football season, we take a look at the numbers for Oklahoma State and its opponent. We'll only get to do this one more time in the regular season, and then we'll do it uh, the week before the bowl game now who knows when the bowl game we played sometimes it's on uh, weekends it could be on a Monday so we'll just play it by ear with the bowl game but we'll do the usual preview for the bowl game uh, trying to bring you Mike Gundy audio uh, depending on what the press conference situation is for the bowl game as well as breaking down the numbers for Oklahoma State and its bowl opponent glad you're with me here on locked on pokes let's take a look at the numbers on the defensive side of the ball so I mentioned scoring offense where Oklahoma State has a huge advantage how about scoring defense? Oklahoma State, 66th in the country, giving up 27.7 points per game. Not great, not bad. Uh, West Virginia, T87 in the country when it comes to scoring defense. 31 points per game they give up. And and if you're keep keeping track at home, uh, West Virginia gives up 9.5 more points per game than they score, which is not exactly what I would call a recipe for success. So Oklahoma State certainly has the advantage, uh, you know, just putting points on the board, which, you know, yeah. You know, I hate to be Captain Obvious here. Kind of the name of the game. So, uh, bodes well for Oklahoma State. Turnover margin. Oklahoma State has steadily climbed in the turnover margin, just little by little. Oklahoma State now ranks T-72 in the country. Uh, they're now only at negative .1 turnovers. Per game, West Virginia's T-104 at negative .5 uh, turnovers per game. So Oklahoma State was outside the top 100 in turnover margin after the Texas Tech and Baylor games, and they've gradually now against Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas worked their way back up to T-72. So hopefully a couple another couple weeks where Oklahoma State's forcing turnovers could be a team that gets in the plus for turnover margin on the season, which obviously everyone knows is Huge. Rushing defense, Oklahoma State 59th in the country, giving up 150 yards per game, which means Oklahoma State's outrushing its opponents by about 115 yards per game. That is a recipe for success. Ball control, all those things, very important. Uh, West Virginia, on the other hand, T-74 in rush defense. They're giving up 167.1 yards per game on the ground, which means they're giving up roughly 90 more rushing yards than they're accruing every week. That, to me, if you're looking for one stat that says, okay, Oklahoma State even as only a seven-point favorite on the road at 11 a.m. on the East Coast, so your body clocks are at 10 a.m., are you going to be up and are you going to be ready for the game? At 11 o'clock, even if all of that, all those factors taken into account, Jarrett Dagey playing better football, the, the stat that you can look at, Oklahoma State outrushing its opponents by 115 yards per game, West Virginia being outrushed by its opponents by 90 yards per game. That's the stat that I don't think any type of road atmosphere or any type of kickoff, uh, kickoff time can... Can change. I think Oklahoma State is going to dominate on the ground, and that will be a huge difference in this game. Red zone defense. Both of these teams are abysmal defending in the red zone. Oklahoma State's a hundred and ninth in the country in red zone defense. The opponent scores. of the time on Oklahoma State, and the opponent scores touchdowns almost 68% of the time on Oklahoma State. So red zone defense is certainly a weakness for the Cowboys. Uh, Same thing for West Virginia. They're T-103 in the country, giving up 87.8% scores in the red zone and 66% touchdowns, so just about a wash. Neither team any good at defending in the red zone. Passing defense, Oklahoma State, for a defense that's been playing better uh, as of late, is still just... You know, whenever it comes to, to stats, some of those numbers they gave up early in the season. Uh, Oregon State, even Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, um, Iowa State. Bark Purdy threw the ball 62 times in that game. So Oklahoma State's giving up 273.1 yards per game through the air. Good for 116th in the country. West Virginia ranks 101. 101st in the country, 101th. Uh, 101st in the country, giving up 254 yards per game through the air. So slight advantage to West Virginia there, but both teams should be able to take advantage of each other through the air. Uh, third down conversion percentage defense. Oklahoma State is better here than West Virginia is. 52nd in the country. West Virginia tied for 76th in the country. Oklahoma State giving up 37.8% of the time on third down, whereas West Virginia allows its opponents to convert 40 percent of the time whenever it comes to sacks uh which team is putting more pressure on the quarterback it's undoubtedly west virginia they rank uh t27 in the country in sacks and that is their strongest statistic all these stats i do every single week you look at west virginia's here they're outside the top 100 let's see one two three four five, six different times they're outside the top 100 in third down conversion percentage offensively, passing defense, red zone offense, red zone defense, rushing offense, scoring offense, and turnover margin. They're outside the top 100 in all of those stats, but They're T-27 in team sacks. They are able to pressure opposing quarterbacks. Uh, So something to keep an eye on. Does Spencer Sanders have clean pockets to throw from on Saturday to find some of those guys down the field? And if he doesn't, does Spencer Sanders make good decisions with the football? That's going to be key. Oklahoma State is tied for 67th in the country, sacking the opposing quarterback only 2.1 times per game. So advantage to West Virginia there. But uh, you look across the board, like I said, West Virginia outside the top 100 in, I think I even miscounted the first time, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stats, they're outside the top 100, Oklahoma State outside the top 100 in only two statistics, uh, and Oklahoma State's best stat is rushing offense, they're 8th in the country there, 16th in the country in scoring offense, Uh, and in those two statistics, West Virginia is 129th and 112th. So, numbers give the advantage to Oklahoma State. Now, you don't play the game on paper. This handy-dandy notepad I've got here, your, your stats here that you can hear on today's sheet of paper. You don't play the games on paper, but Oklahoma State should be able to just go run the ball down West Virginia's throat, control the clock, control the game, and uh, and win this game. I wouldn't expect it to be real high scoring. I think that this game is going to be another 31-20 type game, maybe 34-24, something in that neighborhood. I don't think Oklahoma State blows them out. Uh, I'll give my official score prediction on Friday, but I do think that uh, Oklahoma State should win this game. If you want to tweet me your score prediction, you can. I will read it here on the podcast at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side, talk about Chuba Hubbard, uh, his ability to translate immediately to the NFL. Also, where does he stack up in a loaded draft class at running back? That's coming up next here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, men just brush it off or blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or they avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about, with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. We're wrapping things up here on Locked On, folks. Glad you're with me. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked. On pokes, send me all your thoughts, uh, opinions, comments on Oklahoma State football, basketball, women's soccer as they continue to chase the title. They will play on Friday. Uh, send me all your thoughts at Colby J Powell at Locked On Pokes on Twitter and wherever you are listening, Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever it may be. Take the time right now, two minutes, subscribe and rate this podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about, about Chuba Hubbard because Mike Gundy talked about Chuba Hubbard in his uh, in his press conference on Monday and he was kind of asked about Chuba Hubbard handling the physicality of, of being able to make the jump from college football to the NFL you, you know Chuba Hubbard is is a sophomore, but he's a redshirt sophomore, so he's got his three years of service in in college football, and he's now eligible to head to the NFL if he so chooses. Uh, Mike Gundy talked about you, you know his development in the weight room. He said it's been well stated that he puts a lot of time in. He developed himself in the strength and conditioning room with Rob Glass in the first year when he was redshirting big time. So he stays over there, catches balls, works on a few other things. It's just the way it is. Guys put their time in like that; they're the ones that end up being successful. So. Every Every time that uh, Mike Gundy talked about Chuba Hubbard on on Monday, he was just glowing, and you could tell how highly he thinks of his young running back. He also uh, talked about... Chuba Hubbard and his ability to, to go to the NFL. He, he said, I just know that he has a long ways to go in preparing himself to make that jump and be successful at that level. He's only played in 13 college games, and we all know that the next level, that is a man's game, and the running backs take an enormous amount of hits. And for a young man to make that step, he's got to really be ready. Now, don't take that out of context because he, he, he was – Very supportive of Chuba Hubbard, and he said, Look, that's totally his decision. That's not a decision that I make for him. Uh, You know, basically saying he just wants whatever is best for Chuba Hubbard. Now, I I am always on the side of a player who has had a great season in college football going to the NFL and making their money. I think especially at running back where you take so many hits, I think if you decide to come back after you've had a world-class season, then a lot of times you could end up being Bryce Love. And Bryce Love uh, was phenomenal at Stanford, comes back for another year doesn't have a great year, ends up kind of banged up, and uh, then whenever he goes to the NFL, he's a low draft pick. I, I don't even know if he's still on a roster, to be honest with you. I've not heard his name one time this season. So Chuba Hubbard, uh, look, if I were Chuba Hubbard, I would be heading to the NFL. I think that what Mike Gundy says you know, about all the hits that running backs take at the next level – I think the fact that Chuba Hubbard has only played 13 games could actually be spun to be a positive for, for NFL draft people. He doesn't have some of the wear and tear and all the hits of a DeAndre Swift, a Jonathan Taylor, a Travis Etienne, a J.K. Dobbins, some of these other guys. And I'm listening off these names, and you're like, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of good running backs in college football right now. So uh, the most recent um, running back – draft watch from CBS sports was published two weeks ago. So since then, Chuba Hubbard has had a bye week and he has played against Kansas. So nothing that would impact his draft stock too majorly, but basically they ranked the running backs in this draft class. And uh, I'll just give you what their rankings were. And I think you might be a little surprised at how low Chuba falls in. Uh, a lot of great running backs in this class. DeAndre Swift at Georgia. They've got at number one. At number two, they've got Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. And number three, they've got Travis Etienne from Clemson. Number four, they've got Zach Moss at Utah. Uh, number five, Cam Akers at Florida State. Number six, J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State. Number seven, they've got Kennedy Brooks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't freak out. Number seven, they've got Chuba Hubbard of Oklahoma State. Uh, he, he said that Hubbard is an explosive player with great vision. The Canada-born rusher is averaging 176.2 rushing yards per game this season. His only sub-100-yard rushing game came against McNeese. He only had eight carries that day um Chuba Hubbard has been phenomenal he's rushed for over 200 yards four times this season and yet they still have him at number seven in terms of this year's running backs uh look I I challenge NFL teams to pick seven other guys before they pick Chuba Hubbard uh I think that they would seriously look back and question themselves if they were to do that I've been saying this for a while now. I think Chuba Hubbard has Kansas City Chief written all over him. They do not have a true number one back. It's not LaShawn McCoy at this point in his career. It's not Damian Williams. It's not any of these other guys. I think it could be Chuba Hubbard. So that's a place to watch out for as a future destination for Chuba. Uh, All right, that is all for today. Going to go ahead and wrap things up. Again, congratulations to Chase Carpenter, who won the Western Michigan Ticket's the Oklahoma State-Western-Michigan game this Friday at 7. Yesterday, by tweeting me and letting me know that Dylan Galloway's nickname is Big Sleepy. Uh, All right, glad everyone was with me once again. Back tomorrow here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.